Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire, let's get you taken care of. Welcome to episode 346 of the Ever Black podcast. Our guest on the show is Ben Eli from Regurgitator, who've just announced a special G-rated kids show on January 12 at the Gold Coast Home of the Arts. And I'm personally really looking forward to taking my youngest to see one of Australia's most legendary bands who uh, I first saw way back in 1996 in Brisbane. And uh, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen them at least once or twice or even three times. But uh, if you haven't, do yourself a favour and check them out at least uh, once. They're a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, in the meantime, take your kids, your nieces, nephews, grandkids, all the little people to see the Gurge Rock out this special kids show. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Tickets are on sale now from www.hota.com.au. This episode is also brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are our go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and uh, recently done our hats for Ever Black Media, and uh, you can probably see those at the Good Things Festival that uh, happened on the weekend where our guys were wearing those. They've got such a quick turnaround, just fantastic. I highly recommend checking these guys out at www.blacklightad.com.au. Show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. Go check them out at www.rwpromotion.com.au. They're awesome guys. All right, well, here is episode 346 of the Ever Black podcast with the one and only Ben Eli from Regurgitator. Enjoy. Ben, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. You have been really great. Years winding down. Yeah, you've had a big year. Yeah. It's been pretty crazy, actually. Yeah, I had a crazy year. But I'm um, going to try and make next year a bit more quieter, I think, which would be nice. You and the Regurgitator boys have, uh, you know, released Head Rocks, and you were touring in support of that. And... Yeah, what, what was the biggest highlight for you for the year? Well, I think doing that record was really fun, and the tour was actually... I don't know, it was just so so nice to get out on the road and tour and um, you just had so many like great audiences and so many great people turn up to the shows. It was just, yeah, it was quite quite nice really, um, getting out and touring and I don't know, feeling the love, it's quite funny. You know, a lot of people that came to our shows were, uh, you know, a lot of younger people and I kind of was chatting to people at the gigs and... You know, the kind of secret comes out that the, a lot of the people at our shows were actually um, uh, children of regurgitator fans from the 90s now. So it's weird because like, a lot of the parents are too tired to go out, but their kids come out now and they're like, oh, I've been listening to you since I was three and now I'm old enough to see you in a club. So here I am. It's, um, so that was, that was quite, I don't know, it was quite a trip as well as an honour, you know. Well, I mean, the thing is, your music just goes on and on, mate. It's just transcending generations now. And Regurgitator has always been a band, in my opinion, that hasn't played by the rules. And I think that's why it keeps going on and on. Do you, th- do you, do you see that? Yeah, it's funny. I think we, we've we never kind of really fit into a, a scene either. Like, we've never, you know, we never really fit into the Australian hip-hop community or the Australian punk scene or the rock scene or the metal scene or whatever, but 
or even the pop music kind of scene. But you know, I, I kind of feel like we're the weird nerds in the classroom sitting by themselves in the corner. But um, <laughs> but I don't know. We still seem to get along, uh, get on, and 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 play. And yeah, it's quite funny. We kind of exist in our own little world. But um, it's that's why I think that's why it's such a we do feel a lot of gratitude these days when we play and people still turn up to see us play because I guess we do feel a little bit on the outside of the Australian music industry, like we're not signed to a major record company and we don't really operate in a lot of um, circles the way that a lot of Australian bands do, but Mm. uh, we still um, seem to be able to keep going. So I guess, uh, yeah, it feels, feels pretty cool for that reason. You know, you guys could literally do like an electro death metal album, and people would be like, "That's just that's that's the good. Yeah. People just that's sick. It's the good. They're just doing what yeah, they could do. do that. Yeah, do some country music. I don't know. Who, who knows? Ambient. Anything. I, don't know. I think it's just funny. Yeah, when we, when we started, we were kind of we were doing. I mean, that's why we called ourselves Regurgitator initially. Because initially, we were this kind of heavy kind of guitar band, but then. Mm. I think it was our first drummer who kind of got us switched us on to, um, you know, samplers and drum machines and stuff, and he kind of toyed with that stuff, and uh, he was happy to experiment with that, you know, put his drum kit away and turn on a sampler or a drum machine, and I think through that we sort of started uh, going, yeah, what's the possibilities, as well as perhaps having short attention spans, we were kind of (laughs) curious into... um, into how to create, you know, different songs and from different genres rather than sticking to the same sort of sound. Uh, yeah, so I guess that's why we kind of went went off in different directions. Sure. The new album's no different. You know, Head Rocks is unreal. It's like one of my favourite albums of the year. Oh, okay. uh, and it's still got the humour as well. I mean, that's something that I was drawn to as a young lad was how crass and disgusting some of the lyrics were I loved it I loved it you know what I mean well I think that's funny you know because I think the um, there was some Christian church that tried to get us banned from uh, major market retailers like Kmart and stuff and then Alan Jones got on the bandwagon and tried to get us banned and then that actually kind of helped our career because I guess if you try and tell kids to not listen to it then they just automatically want to go out and get it so I think that kind of helped us. But I think it was mainly Kwan's kind of um, unusual writing sensibilities. I mean, when he, he kind of writes short stories, and mm. and um, I'd love him to write a novel because I just think he, he's such a great... His play on words is so clever, and he's such a great writer. Like, if we're on the tour, in the tour van driving to a gig, I can't ask him to get out us a story and read us a story. So he's always had this interesting... Um, way of playing with words and I, I think he really liked that juxtaposition between having a really cute pop song sounding like a nice sweet sounding pop song with really kind of offensive um, hardcore lyrics whether he's singing about sex or um, oral mm. sex or or whatever so I think he, he's kind of always enjoyed that sort of word play and I, I'm a kind of a big fan of that I don't, I don't think I'm crafty in that way with words but I'm definitely a fan of of his style yeah I like it it's really yeah it's quite it's humorous and I mean it's funny because we just um, I've been working on this kids album and the kids album we've been trying to make it as as offensive as possible without actually swearing (laughs) Um, so it's actually been 
really, really super fun making that as well. So that's going to come out early next year, and that's it's a really, really strange, hilarious, weird record. But um, yeah, without swearing. So in some ways, I kind of feel like it's our, our most our most offensive record. But <laughs> for kids, <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, you probably have to just listen to that one. But, yeah, but it's a, it's quite a strange record that one. I'm super pumped for that, actually, because, <laughs> you know, you, you know, as I said, we mentioned before, I mean, for me, you know, when I first heard Popcorn, you know, uh-huh. all my best mate were like, jaws on the floor and said, this is the fucking greatest thing like, we've ever heard in our life. So it's funny. <laughs> yeah, my 14-year-old daughter was in a room listening to that the other day. I walked past and heard Popcorn. I was like, what's that guitar? I was like, what's that music? I went, I know that music. <laughs> And I thought she, she's listening to my band, and then she's kind of bopping away, and they're listening to it. And they go, oh, what, what are you doing? And she goes, oh, just listening to your band. And they go, what do you think of it? And she goes, oh, that's pretty interesting. I like your lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> that's super sweet, too, though, that she was listening to, to your music. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty... Oh, well, yeah, I think it was just the fact that she, I gave her this old stereo to plug her, you know, I iPod or whatever into it and then she's walking around the house trying to find a CD and there's no CD it's like I've got records but I don't own any CDs and the only CD I think she could find was one of our old CDs lying around I think that's why she was listening to it I don't know if it was actually intentional I think it was just you know just what happened yeah well I mean you've got kids have you you just got the one or you've got younger I've got three girls I've got three girls yeah that's that's cool man see I'm a dad myself so I'm yeah. looking forward to bringing my little girl to your show you're doing on the coast she's oh, okay. my, my, my youngest daughter she's four. Oh, um, great are oh, you going to come to the kids show awesome absolutely yeah. I mean okay. I'm so pumped <laughs> I'm so yeah, so great pumped. oh that's great oh you have to come say hi yeah it'll be um, that'll be a fun one we're looking forward to that well because she's seen Wiggles you know what I mean uh huh yeah so that's like the that's like taking, it's like the play school, ACDC, play, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. That's, so she's seen seen um, the Wiggles, but now right. it's time for her to see one of Dad's bands. Okay. And experience that, and this is the perfect opportunity. Well, there you go. Nice bonding moment, hopefully. Yeah, sounds good. So, I mean, in saying that, I mean, how do these songs translate? I mean, the older songs... You know, with the uh, the rude words and stuff like that. How have you mixed those around? Well, it's just funny. I mean, it's funny because I've written a lot of the songs with my kids. So if I'm, you know, I mean, you hang out with your kids, you drive them to school or whatever. So I'll be driving my kids to school, for example. And, you know, I mean, I think we use music as a form of communication just as we have a chat or, you know, talk about how your day is. We can hmm. just automatically just start making up stupid songs. Uh, I'll give you an example. So for one day I was driving my daughter around. I think we went out to get some breakfast somewhere and we rode past a biker, like a guy in those, you know, latex, <laughs> like, bike suits <laughs> and his butt was hanging out of his pants. And then my daughter goes, oh, pull your pants up, pull your pants up. And I start playing a beat on the dashboard. And then I started singing, pull his started, started chanting, pull your pants up. And we called him Mr. Butt. We're like, pull your pants up, Mr. Butt. And, you know, we just wrote this song called Mr. Butt about, and then we, then we made this character. 
and I made this suit with this guy with this huge butt and his XXXXXXL pants and made this mask <laughs> to go with him. So he's a character whose pants just keep falling down and he's called Mr. Butt. So, um, you know, there's all these weird characters that come out and we've got weird kind of hip hop songs to go with them or rock songs or, or whatever. So we kind of invented this weird world where all these kind of strange things happen. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's a pretty it's a pretty bizarre show, but it, I think it's funny. Like, it's kind of naughty as well. So, I think we're trying to play to the you know I mean kids love gross stuff and they kind of they kind of play and push push you and push boundaries, mm. don't they? You know, and so I think we're kind of playing with that idea of um, yeah, just trying to we're we're sort of playing with that idea of pushing boundaries and and just kind of being silly with it um, in, so, in some of the songs and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a kind of a fun genre to kind of play with, actually. It's good. There's a workshop as well where you do, where the kids can, you know, uh, do up some cardboard guitars and stuff like that. Before, before the oh, yeah, that's, um, that's funny, actually. That's um, friends of mine uh, in the farm, this dance company, they're doing a show mm-hmm. before us with their guitars. That's... That's not our band. That's um, okay. yeah, that's a, a dance company, but that's part of the same show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can come. Yeah, come along and do that. Sure. That's awesome. So I, I, yeah. I just think it's going to be just a, a a good day out where you know parents like myself can can share, you know, the experience of seeing one of their favourite bands with with the next generation. So you're going to be like 120, and you're still going to be playing. Because <laughs> it's just going to keep going and going and going and going. You realise what? Oh, that will be like the fandom. We'll just pass that on to someone else and make it. Work. <laughs> <laughs> just wear our masks or something. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a fun thing doing the doing the kids thing. It's definitely definitely good value. But uh, but yeah, I think I think we also kind of came out from watching things like the Wiggles and just mm. kind of going, oh wow, this is this really. It's just kind of really way safe, you know. I think it's 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 so safe and yeah. it doesn't try and try and sort of push anything. It doesn't really like I don't even find it that entertaining, and I kind of kind of find some of that stuff pretty annoying. How safe it is. So I kind of kids aren't that stupid. I don't think you know. No. I kind of feel like kids are pretty switched on, even when they're really little. Mm-hmm. I think they've got. You know, I think they still have a pretty good idea of what's going on. So, you know, when you kind of really um, dumb it down for them, I kind of feel it's a bit, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think so. I think that's probably why we kind of decided to do it as well. Just meant I think we need to make something that, you know, just respect kids and their uh, intelligence. I think it's yeah. unreal, man. I think it's absolutely unreal. And you, are you based in Melbourne? Is that right? No, I was. I live in Brisbane now, actually. Oh, you back? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, back in Queensland, moved back two years ago, wasn't it? It's great. Yeah, awesome. I mean, is Kwan still in Hong Kong? No, no, he lives in Melbourne, and um, at the time of Pete lives in Sydney. Yeah. How does that work for you guys being so far apart with writing and, and jamming and stuff like that? Oh, it's actually not so bad. We um, get together a couple of weeks before... Um, we get together a couple of weeks before a tour or an album or when we record and we'll just get together and write or we can kind of, like for our, the Head Rocks album, we can kind of do a lot of demos 
by ourselves and then bring them together and produce the music together. So, um, yeah, it's it's not such a problem. I mean, I think it may have been when we were younger. We used to play and rehearse every week and stuff. We used to get right into that. But, um, you know, we've got our families and kind of other commitments and stuff mm-hmm. now. So we, uh, it, it kind of works fine. And we've, we've kind of been living apart for so long now. So I guess it's just kind of, it's just normal. Yeah, it doesn't feel that unusual to us. And I saw you play Dead of Winter recently as well. Oh, did you go to the pink show? Okay, all right. Yeah, dude, that, that was, was sick. <laughs> that was, okay, cool. Thanks, mate. Did you have a good yeah, time? Yeah, I did. I did have a good time. It's quite. It's such a blowout playing that music you did so long ago. I guess we when we did the Unit Two playing tour, um, playing those albums from start to finish. It's really, really strange. Music. I think music and places can really have that effect of teleporting you back in time. Mm-hmm. So especially with a band like that, really took me back to being. Uh, you know, a young person again. It really kind of brings brings back that sort of, I don't know, that feeling of being younger and, and kind of stupid and stuff. <laughs> how was it? How was it reconnecting with those dudes and jamming with them again after so long? It was such a yeah. That no, was quite. A, it was quite a trip. I mean, those guys can really play. You know, that I respect them so much as players and. Um, you know, it was it's quite strange. So I listen to the music and just go, Oh my god, how are we going to play this? It's been so long and the music is so complicated. Mm. And it, it's quite funny, I mean it kind of did feel a little like riding a bike, just getting back onto it and um yeah, I mean some of it was a little bit how does that go again? And one of us would remember a part, uh, but one of us wouldn't and we kind of, you know, clonked along for a few days. But yeah, after about three or four days, it sort of all just sort of came back, which was, um, yeah, it was really quite a trip. And if, you know, if, if you want a time machine, it's kind of, uh, music can really do that, teleport you back in time, and, and you can really feel how you were uh, at that point in your life, which it felt like that playing in that band, especially, yeah. The bass tone as well, it's, it's a bit different. It's kind of like a bit of a Les Claypool sort of sound to it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a lot of slapping and chords going on. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's a very different beast to Regurgitator. It's a lot... Um, I don't know. I think you hear in a lot of young young men, when a lot of young people are playing music, they, um, I guess you're out there to try and kind of, um, you know, prove yourself that you're, you know, a worthy adult or you're worthy of adulthood. You kind of, you know, I guess you play or as, as tricky as you can, or I guess a lot of people did in those days where um, it was all about shredding and, uh, you know, tricky time signatures and playing complex parts. So I think um, I think that's kind of how it was for us back in the early 90s. We were kind of young and... But we were also into all that stuff. We were all into, you know, jazz and uh, fusion and... Um, you know, prog rock and stuff like that, bands like uh, King Crimson and, and Miles Davis and, and John Coltrane were into all that kind of stuff. And I guess we were kind of, you know, trying to do that. But, I mean, we were just teenage bogans from the suburbs and that's how we kind of ended up down. <laughs> <laughs> and it was unreal, man. It was, for me, it threw me back as well. You know what I mean? Right. To, to see you guys for the first time at, at those festivals and stuff, it was... 
you know, for us it was quite special to see you guys play. Are you gonna, have you got plans to do that again? Yeah, I'd like to do it again. I'd like to do it again. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully next year we can book um, book some shows, book some more shows. Yeah, I definitely would like to. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it will happen again. I'm sure it will happen. You know, probably not uh, super often, but I guess I would like to do it a bit. It's a bit hard with kids and stuff, doesn't it? If yeah. I mean, that's a thing when you're young, you know, you just got to listen to time and you know, maybe just going and, you know, just taking a blanket and sleeping on the beach for a week and going surfing and just kind of, you know, goofing off. But uh, I think now when you get um, families and children and responsibilities, uh, yeah, you don't have as much disposable time these days. So, But, uh, yeah, I guess we should definitely make time to do it again next year for sure. That'd be that'd be unreal. And um, another thing I just want to ask you about: you've worked with a friend of mine, Johnny Russell, on some of the art. Oh, artwork. he's great! Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, I love Johnny's art and um, his music. I think he's he's a really great, dude. He's so one of the from. Yeah, he's so great, right? Do you, do you live on? So you live on the Goldie? Do you live um, near him or? Uh, not near him. I'm on northern coast, but I've known uh-huh. that dude for years. Him and Bianca, like just the best people, and just artistically. Okay. Yeah. Um, just amazing people. So, so great. Yeah, how how did you get involved with those guys? I I don't remember. I've known him for so long. I can't remember how we met. It might have been at a gig or something like that. And I think I think I just um, really liked his artwork. Um, and I kind of met him through that way. And I guess we just kind of talk more and more regularly. And um, yeah, he's a, a very interesting artist. I, I really love his um, his collage stuff and I really love the music that he creates as well. Yeah. And and Bianca's lovely. I think I think I probably met her first. I think she may have interviewed me years ago and kind of met uh, in that way and then sort of yeah, I've been friends since then I guess. Oh mate, this is the best people and uh, I love I love yeah. it. I love that I said just the whole what they do, like her with the yeah. zooming and you know, she's, yeah. she's an inspiration for me and he's an inspiration on the musical and art side. So yeah. I uh, was stoked when I saw them collaborate with you. It was it was pretty That's cool. Great. For me, I mean, as I was saying before, man, I don't want to keep you too long, but the weird thing about these doing these interviews for me is that I grew up listening to dudes like you and I know that I feel like I've known you guys for years through TV and music and everything like that. Yeah. On the flip side of that, how is that for you when you know you've affected people's lives like that? Oh, look, I just have so much gratitude for um, people that turn up to our shows and um, support us, you know. I mean, that is what kind of keeps us alive and supports our families and um, also supports the network of other artists that we employ to to keep this, you know, this kind of uh, thing going. Um, Mm. So actually, the older I get and the more we do it, the more appreciation I have for anyone who's ever bought our record or come out to our gigs, because, you know, we're not on a major record company and we we always have felt like outsiders and weirdos and sort of never really connected with a particular clique or scene. So it does feel, I just feel a lot of gratitude. because And, you know, even if we do feel very much on the outside, the the it's like our audience that turns up to our shows or buys our record, they're the people that we do it for and that's that's the people that's why we keep it going and that's why we um 
uh, you know, can support our families is because of all of these these people. And um, yeah, it's funny. The older we, the older that I get, and the longer that we do it, the more gratitude I have. And um, yeah, so it and and it's funny because I mean I, I have people that I kind of idolize. I'm a big music fan mm-hmm. myself, and uh, you know, and it is a funny it's a funny thing that isn't it when you and I listen to someone's music over their kind of history of their career, I do feel like I am kind of, uh, I do feel like they're my friend, even though I don't really, you know, I don't go over the house and drink a six-pack of beer and jam with acoustic guitars <laughs> on the veranda or anything, but I do feel like I'm connected in some way. So I do have that feeling as well, so I completely understand, uh, yeah, that kind of, um, that kind of feeling. Definitely. Who was the one person that you met throughout the years that had the biggest impact on you in that situation? I always loved um, Mark White from um, The Minutemen and uh, Firehose, and he, he played bass with Iggy Pop and um, mm. The Stooges, and he played in uh, Porno for Pyros. And I'm, I met him and had a jam with him on Big Day Out in um, 1996, and just being in sitting, I was playing bongos and he was playing the bass, but I was just <laughs> hung out with him one night. He was such a, a great guy and he was such a nice person. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a real trip to meet him. And um, he's, he's always been such an inspiring bass player. He's got a really interesting work ethic and a, a real DIY kind of attitude, which I've always um, super uh, looked up to as well. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. man. Dude, thanks again for uh, taking the time to be on the show, man. Um, yeah, it's pleasure. Really thanks appreciate for having me. it. And uh, we'll see you and the boys for the kids' show on January 12th at the Gold Coast yeah, Arts. Yeah, uh, Can you say hi? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait. Tilly's going to Tilly's gonna lose. I was, I was cranking head rocks this morning. She thought, what's this? I said, okay. She said, then we're going to go see. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, I'll see you there, bro. No worries, mate. Yeah, take care. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 